This episode is sponsored by Podmatch. Imagine your favorite online dating app, but instead of using it for finding dates, you are booking podcast interviews. Podmatch is a software platform that automatically matches ideal podcast guests and hosts together to record high-quality podcast interviews. It doesn't matter if you want to host your own show or you would like to join someone else's show. Podmatch will find the ideal match for you to be a part of. You can message and book your matches without ever exchanging an email and use their built-in calendar integration so you can quickly finalize bookings without having to be involved. Podmatch has generated 45,636 interviews among their 14,241 members. Podmatch has also been featured by Business Insider, Yahoo Finance and Forbes. So what are you waiting for? You can go to www.joinpodmatch.com slash regacy. I repeat again, www.joinpodmatch.com slash R-A-Y-G-A-C-Y. So we'll see you there and happy matching. Hi everyone, this is Rayson here and I'm your host for the Ragsy Show and I have a quick question for all of you. You know that old saying, hope for the best but plan for the worst? What if we change that narrative to hope for the best and plan for it too? That probably sounds like unrealistic dreamland to a lot of people, but consider it a second. What if instead of spending all your time wondering how terrible life will be if everything goes wrong, you visualize how great it will be if it all goes right. Mm-hmm. Well, in this episode, we've invited an extraordinary entrepreneur. Her name is none other than Amy Scruggs. Amy uses her 20 years of experience as a media executive TV host, recording artist, public speaker, corporate spokesperson, and sales professional to help others present and communicate a concise and professional message for TV podcasts, Zoom, social media, or public speaking appearances. In 2021, Amy received bestseller with her book, Lights, Camera, Action. And as a TV host, she enjoyed the past five years on the national shows. The American Dream TV, Retiring Right TV, Veterans One TV, and Financing the American Dream, which airs on CNBC. Well, Without further ado, let's welcome this extraordinary woman into the house. Woohoo! Yeah, Amy. Thank you. Hello. It is such a delight to be with you today. Thank you for doing this. And what a great platform you have for so many incredible professionals. I mean, taking a look at all the past guests and the seat I'm sitting in today, it's an honor. Oh, wow. It's really my honor, in fact, to have you here because you are pretty big in terms of not just as a TV host, but also a country music singer which i when i heard the song um what if it all goes right i was like wow this should be the episode for our this should be the the title for our episode and i i really really and en- en- enjoyed them the song so you guys should go to youtube and check her out as well all right and um how, how have you been amy Oh, you know what? I'm so thankful. I never say I'm busy. I am full of activity. And every day when it's a full day, I go, how how thankful am I? Because I asked for this. I've worked for this and I've asked for this. So I really 
I'm just feeling very grateful and very, very full. Even knowing we had this interview here today, what a blessing that we were able to meet the way that we did, that you booked me on the show, and we have this incredible opportunity to have a conversation. And I just, I don't take it for granted. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. And and I, I agree with you on that. And I'm also thankful, you know, to have you here to share your expertise and not just that, to also give us a lot of valuable nuggets to, for for us to actually learn and how to actually get 2023 right for this time <laughs> round so that we will not give up on our goals and say, oh, we're going to do it next year again, <laughs> kind, of, uh, right. kind of quote. Right. And um, Amy, can you share with the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Well, as you did a beautiful job in the intro, thank you so much. In a nutshell, the 20 years of experience as a sales coach, as a recording artist, a TV host, a media coach, an author, those things all combined together, which seems I'm a, like a lot, but to me, it means that I'm, I can bring those tools and help other professionals to craft their message or to be more polished on camera or to figure out where those gaps are in their visibility, their credibility, and what they want to do to shine a light on their business or their outreach. And so I take all of those years and I get to work with great professionals of all industries and it is such a privilege. Oh, nice. Wow. So before we actually dive into the main focus of our interview, uh, I would like to know you a bit better as because, you know, 20 years being in so many roles. Can you like tell us a bit about the backstory on how you became a media coach and also a singer as well? Yes, and I promise I will make this the nice, precise version. And if you're doing the math, I'm only 30. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's wow. really, it comes down to one word and I can mm -hmm. tell you, it comes down to the, the ability to shift. Every time life okay. throws something at us or something changes or an industry changes or you know something personal happens we have to make a shift and so my journey and what led me here and even to being a media coach is an example of that shift music came first at three years old i was already playing piano and singing and so their music was embedded in me first i knew that that was the core root of who i was and so i spent my childhood in classical piano lessons and voice lessons and singing in choirs so that part was always there and i knew someday i would be a recording artist i just knew but life Whoa. happened <laughs> mm -hmm. and well i had a family to support and in mm -hmm. my late 20s i knew that i needed to find a career that was going to allow me to do that and so mm -hmm. I was able to step into the industry of mortgage, which in Southern California, I was actually in the secondary side of that business. And it was my job to find that business, to work with mortgage brokers, real estate agents around Southern California to bring that business in. And so I would still sing on the weekends, on the sides. I was in cover bands and concerts in the park and always out there doing music. And I went to Nashville and started recording, but the bread and butter was my sales career. Well, in 2007, that industry here in the US collapsed, literally gone, collapsed. We had the Great Recession and it was the housing market that bubbled and mortgage and real estate disappeared. So that's a shift moment. Do I drown or do I shift and find a success model? Well, if I took my sales skills and my business skills that I had used, my passion for music and put it into a business plan, and go ask for the business in that. Let's see what happens. What if it goes right, right? Mm -hmm. So I did, right. I put the plan in motion and six months later, I was on a national stage opening for one of the biggest country music artists that there is, Clint Black. And it was an incredible opportunity to continue moving in that direction, 
to continue doing shows on a greater scale. And it had to be places that my kids could come to. So giant festivals and fairgrounds. And I also did a lot of work with the veterans. And that allowed me to shift into that model to say, I want to represent our veterans. I want to be a spokesperson. And so we put together an agreement. And for three years, I was the official spokesperson for the American veterans for the entire state of California while still performing. Because see, there was a business plan in this. What do I want this to look like? And then 2011, I made a shift again, and I decided it was time to go back into the business world and start working with professionals while still singing. I wanted to put those two things back together. So I made that shift, and I'm so grateful that I did because it opened up the door to start becoming a TV host because I spoke real estate, I spoke mortgage, entrepreneurship, I was comfortable mm -hmm. in front of the camera, I understood all of those components, and I was able to spend those years doing that. Well, that gave me opportunity to really identify some critical components in most individuals, and that's being uncomfortable in front of a camera. So the coaching naturally evolved as I was hosting because I needed to sometime coach right there in the hosting seat. And so that created an incredible opportunity. And then 2020, what happened to the entire world? We shifted, didn't COVID. we? Yeah, we, we did. Shifted. And mm -hmm. the entire world went on camera. And guess what I help people do? Be on camera. So it allowed right. me an opportunity to now even expand into a greater network to being able to help more individuals being comfortable on camera because it wasn't anymore just for someone who was trying to be on television. It was everyone just trying to function and cope and even talk to grandma. So it was, <laughs> it hit yeah. us all. And that's when the book came together. That's when the opportunity to record new music came together. And so for the last mm -hmm. three years, my career completely shifted into all of my passions. And here I am. Wow, wow, that's incredible. I, 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 I'm, I'm like stoked when I, when I saw, when I read your story on Lights, Camera, Action. And FYI, everyone who's tuning in, you guys should go and check it out. Her book is simply amazing. Uh, Lights, Camera, Action. You can go to um, e, uh, Kindle and, and all the other uh, platforms to go and check it out. I, I've got mine. Uh, really, really amazing. Thank um, you. Even though I'm I'm halfway through the book, but when, yeah, when I was I'll give like, you the rest it, on like, the show oh. right now. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. And, and I'd like to ask you, right? How, uh, I would say because you said three years old, you already knew you wanted to be a singer. Yes. So is your family? Um, does your family have any singers or dancers no. or performing artists at all? No, no, no one could figure me out. I was <laughs> from a family of oh, wow. <laughs> Okay. And still, oh. we're putting me out there on the softball field and the soccer field. My my dad and my mm -hmm. brother still really wanted to make an athlete out of me, and I just wanted to do music. So it's interesting. Now, the mm -hmm. love for music, my dad loves music. So that inspiration came oh. from my father's love, especially okay. of country music. We would listen to music together. But as far as being a musician, no, I'm the mm -hmm. first one. And I'm proud to say it is now continuing because my oldest son... He is 32 years old, and he's been my lead guitar player since he was 18. And Whoa. my youngest, my daughter, is 17 and plays five instruments and extremely talented. And I even works at a music studio. So two of my kids have that gene in them and have continued it on. And I'm very thankful. Wow, that's amazing. And you said your son is 32? Yes. My he, gosh, you don't look your age. Hey, you look I told very you. young. I told you I'm only 30. It's just... It's <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Thank wow. You. Hey, most welcome. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. Well, I, I didn't, I didn't expect that. I mean, like, I, I thought you are. Yeah, neither do I. Much, I. It still shocks me. Much, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking pretty much you are like what late thirties or early forties. That's about no, it. No, I man. I don't mind saying it, but this was the year I just turned fifty. This was it, and I'm proud of it, and I'm really happy with where I sit and what I can do. Mm. And as I also share, as a woman especially, I am finally mm. old enough to be taken seriously and young enough to still take action. So I think it's a great place to be, and I'm totally yes. great with it. Oh, nice. And you know, when when you are actually building your business up and or, or even your music career, I'm pretty sure you have met some quote unquote failures, right? So do you have a favorite failure of yours? And how has that failure or parent failure set you up for later success? Mm, a failure. I would say when I made the shift in 2011, I, and I don't know if it was a failure, it was a series of circumstance that happened but i when i lost my contract with amvets when they decided to not renew after three years they moved on to some other marketing ideas which was fine but for me that was okay. a that was a tough one because i had to really rethink my strategy and i had to re-enter back into sales management at the same time and i struggled with it at first they didn't want to stop touring full-time but i had to but wow i had no idea what was waiting for me ahead if i hadn't done that I wouldn't have known that two months later, our bass player died of a heart attack. So we would have been on tour when oh, yeah. that happened. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have known all that was waiting for me ahead with TV hosting, with more skills, relationships, networks, connections, and that it was actually preparing me for 2020. So I'm so grateful that I walked through that process. And it was difficult. There was a lot of loss at that stage. Starting over was not easy, but I'm so right. grateful that I did. Wow, it, it sounds to me that it took you nine years to to make that shift from 2011 to 2020 to to be right to to, yes. to actually uh, you know to be what from, I'm doing today. Yes. Yeah, because I I read I read that part on uh, MVET, um actually said they wanted to shift to do something else, and then you were very devastated at that point of time. You thought, mm -hmm. hey, it's pretty smooth sailing for you at that point of time because you have been. They are spokesperson. You have yes. been always there. You've always been caught caught up to do something for them, and you have always been um, performing for them, speaking up mm -hmm. for them, and all this other stuff. And and then suddenly they just said, "Oh, we want to shift." Yeah. And, and I'm yes. I'm wow. I'm, how how did you like uh, know that? Hey, um, this is what you want to do. Like after you know being. Um, out of this MVET, you decided to do something else, which was uh, back to singing and also realtor in a sense. How, how do you know that hey, this is what you can fall back on at that point of time? Well, I, I had already had the success in that area and that industry was starting to come back. I also mm -hmm. had, you know, my, my youngest daughter was starting for primary schooling at, at you know, elementary school. So I realized yep. it was a lot of what I, what I was supposed to do. What was the right thing to do? Doesn't mean it was what I wanted to do. And at the time I felt that mm -hmm. kicking and screaming inside a little bit, but there was enough in me to know, well, I've had miracles before I've lived this chapter. I know what this looks like. I went through this in 07. This will be no different. And what will come from this is probably going to be more beautiful than what I could have designed myself. I noticed that when I have an entire rug come out from underneath me, what goes back is actually even more beautiful than if the rug had stayed stable and I tried to build it myself. And maybe that's just my story and how I grow. Sometimes the larger something is taken away from me, the bigger I come back. <laughs> and that's right. just been part of my journey. Okay. So if let's say somebody who is tuning in right now, they are having a shitty period of time, how 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 
uh, what would you advise them to actually do in order to get out of that rut? Don't look at the stuck. It's easy to look at where you're stuck. It's easy to focus on that, but that's not going to get you anywhere. I always look and say, I have two options. Stay stuck and drown or bury my head or find that way out. Even if I can't see it, I'm going to start poking through and asking for help. Maybe tooling up and learning something new I need to learn. Maybe taking on something first that isn't quite what I thought I wanted, but it's going to open the door to the next thing that's better. So not being afraid then to take those next steps, but just sitting idle, staying stuck is not an option. It's just not. And so I always retooled. Nice. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And also it reminds me of what you have actually mentioned in your book when you were actually going for scuba diving when you're so afraid of drowning because you had you had experiences of of that near near drowning experience yes. before when you were very young and then after that your your husband promised you that he would be by your side with the instructor and then yes. when you saw the girls who were way younger than you back then actually jump right into the water and they all were jumping in they everybody yeah. left me on the boat and i'm like okay and at that point <laughs> i guess it, i guess i need to jump in What's the worst that could yeah. happen? There's this many people right here. They're going to see if I'm in trouble or distressed. They're going to pull me out. Mm -hmm. And I and maybe my ego just needed to be bigger than my fear at that moment. And maybe if you're stuck, the ego needs to be bigger than the fear at that moment. But use it to catapult you to where you need to be. Mm, yeah, I agree. Well, I love I love this. I love this. I, I love that um, that you actually mentioned your ego has to be larger than your fear. Yes. And, and yeah, that that's how actually a lot of entrepreneurs become better at their game or even when they when they get back up again that's how they actually became more successful than before and like how you actually went through as well and i would like to ask you right if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it what would it say and why a giant billboard it would just say be limitless be limitless or take the limits off, however you want to phrase that. That's absolutely what it would say. Be okay. limitless. Be limitless. Because wow. we put the limits on ourselves and that doesn't work. True. Yeah, we, we have always been putting limits on ourselves, like um, limits on how much we can earn, what we can do. So, yes. well, that's why this episode is about how you guys can actually think of what if it is right for yes. you this time around. Right. What and, if it and, goes right? Yes. What if it goes right for you? All right. And um, I would like to ask you, right, I'm pretty sure while you're uh, building your own career up, not just as a realtor, but also at the same time as a recording artist and TV host, I'm pretty sure you have met some mentors along the way. Um, can you share with us what's the best piece of advice you have ever received from them? To not be afraid of no. No is a great indicator. Pain is a great indicator. It means that I'm being promoted and protected to the next thing. And no leads me to those yeses. And that is a powerful tool that when you really think about it, there's magic in that. Oh, you tell me no? Awesome. Now I know I don't need to go down that path again and I can go find the one I'm supposed to be on. And how many times in every success story you hear, there was no after no after no. And what if you were 25 no's away from finally getting your yes? Wouldn't you be excited when you got to know 20, 21, 22, when it's getting closer? And that's how we have to approach those things coming at us, those no's coming at us. That's awesome. That means I'm one step closer. And it's so true. And it was protecting and promoting me to the next thing. 
Mm, wow, I agree with you. Like, you know, when every time we were told a no, it means a yes is coming your way yes. very soon. And the right okay. yes. Those losses yeah, or the right shifts, yet. even losing my jobs and when those re the recessions happened and all of that, that promoted me. I was protected and promoted to greater things. Mm, okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Awesome. Awesome. And and now let's go to the main focus of our interview. Um, let's talk about a bit more about your new book, which I actually mentioned to everyone to actually buy it, to check it out. Lights, camera, action. Can you tell me like what inspired you to write this book? Well, the inspiration really came in 2020, like a lot of authors. <laughs> a lot of books came out of 2020. But for yeah. me, it was because I wasn't in the studio. I wasn't coaching because, you know, everything had just shut down. And I thought, why don't I take this experience and what I did in the studio these years? And why don't I put that to paper? I have a system of how I work with professionals. And, and I thought, what a great opportunity for me to just put this simply pen to paper and walk this process. But I also knew that I didn't want it to just be me. I mean, you're reading it. So you see, I have a lot of stories and 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 people that gave their input. So I reached out right. to my network and said, hey, would you be willing to contribute? Can you speak on the power of having the right message? Can you speak on the power of what first impressions really need to look like? And so I reached out to wonderful individuals that are part of my life. And because it was during COVID, everybody had the free time to say yes. And it came together just magically. And I'm so grateful that it did because then as things started to open up or the next phases happened in 2021, I had what a, a beautiful guide and a resource to help assist my coaching for anybody who just wants to read the book. They don't want personal coaching because I can only help so many people at a time. There's a book out there. And I just think I'm really glad that I did it. Yeah, right. I agree. I mean, like uh, when I read that book, I was like really inspired. Thank like, you. Literally, when when I when I was reading your book, I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" And not just not just your story was amazing. Your techniques were your your steps to actually get yourself out there. Your message and be comfortable with the camera is really on point. And Thank you. I appreciate and, that because I do this all day, okay. so I forget. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. No. No. Now. Now I'm uh, reminding you that it's totally awesome <laughs> and and of course and and of course uh, we'll be talking more about it in, in a in a while and i would like to ask you right you know uh, i read your uh i would say i think it was chapter two or chapter three that that actually talk about becoming a media pro so mm -hmm. i would like to ask you right why do we need to become a media pro in this day and age if we want to get our message across, look at it this way. If you've built a business or you're helping your local school or an outreach, anything that we're putting out there, if they don't understand what you're saying, then it's not being received. It's the message is so critical. Being a media pro means that you're ready. You're ready to engage with the camera or the live audience if that's the case. You know what it is you're speaking about. You understand your own business. We put so much time and passion into building things. And the saddest thing for me is if I see a professional who's put years and thousands and thousands of dollars into their business and all of this expertise, and then they get on camera and they freeze or they don't know their talking points. And it just used to skip right over. What a shame that is. 
how many people are missing beautiful opportunities to really share their initiatives, to share their business, to share their outreach, and they're missing it because they're not media ready. And there is a difference between speaking with someone just one-on-one in a networking meeting or in a meeting versus really sharing the message on camera like this or being interviewed. You have to know your talking points. You have to know how long you're speaking. What are those most key components? I find that one of the most common issues is that individuals overshare. They want to tell you all the ingredients in the cake instead of just describing the cake itself. It's it's a chocolate cake with strawberry filling and buttercream frosting. That's all we need to know. We don't need to know the ingredients of the cake. And I think that people tend to go on and ramble, share too much information, and then it's sadly enough, the message gets lost. Mm, okay, I see. Yeah, true. Um, I, I agree with you that, you know, sometimes especially new entrepreneurs they tend to overshare because of their enthusiasm their passion for this topic sure. that they they want to help so that's why you know they overshare their their stuff and we'll we'll talk more about you know how we can actually get our message across to people around the world especially with this day and age all of us are like goldfish you know you yes spend it, them 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 little this time around especially TikTok and all this okay um but i, I would like to ask you right because you said we got to be media pro because of the the uh, technology and also at the same time sharing our message out to the people around is very important as well mm-hmm. and and this involves using the camera and of course you know not just this kind of camera, but also mobile phone or yes. professional cameras as well. So how can we actually be com- comfortable on camera in today's digital world? Practice, practice, practice. And let me give an example of something that really works. In our daily communications, how many times have you read a text message and thought, uh-oh, is that person mad at me? What is it they're really trying to say? Because in that written form, especially in a text, sometimes it's hard to figure out what's really taking place. Or we're sending a text and we're like, oh, shoot, did that sound harsh? Or was that what I really meant to say? Guess what happens when you turn on your camera and you record a video of yourself saying exactly what you want to say with the right facial expressions that match it and you click send to that person? There is no miscommunication. Talk about running an effective business. If I'm communicating with my clients, they're getting video messages from me. There's no ambiguity. There's no worrying if they're receiving the message the right way. I don't have to worry about typos. And it's a great practice for being comfortable on camera, not just for our marketing, but our interpersonal relationships. It also shows a genuine care for the individual. It's amazing what this will do to lift up the spirits of the other person and make instant rapport and connection with those you're trying to do. Instead of sending an email follow-up, let's say you've met somebody online or at an in-person meeting, you meet them and you just send them email. Great to meet you. Here's my website and my contact info. What if you pick up the camera and say, it was so amazing to connect with you. Thank you for sharing your story. I would love to connect further. I'm going to send a follow-up email so that we can be connected on calendar, but just have a wonderful weekend. Thanks again. Wouldn't that be much more heartfelt than just the email or the text? Yeah, this is definitely, yeah, this is definitely powerful. And and I agree with you when, when we send emails, especially it it will always be full stops and not so much of the 
um, exclamation mark and, and we can't show much of our uh, you know expression on yes. emails so yeah people will tend to think that hey is this guy arrogant or something <laughs> so yeah okay i understand wow yes. i love it yeah so i mean right now we're on video seen... our audience yeah. can see and see our our expressions and how we're mm -hmm. connecting with each other you can see me looking in the camera i'm engaging here with you if this was all just written text would they really be following along at this point it's powerful yeah i agree i don't think they will be following they'll be thinking hey are they are they um just having a boring chat or something like that but when they are going to see the visual and they can yes. listen to the audio then they'll be thinking wow they, they're yeah. having an amazing time together it's like as if both of us have known each other for more than 10 years right <laughs> right right and if i was just okay. sitting here with a, a grumpy face or if i was leaned mm -hmm. back like this that wouldn't be very good, would it? It wouldn't be very interesting. You wouldn't think that I True. cared about being here with you. I want to show yeah, you yeah. that I am here with you and I'm thankful to be here. Well, awesome, that's media awesome. ready. Yes, that is that is media ready. Wow. So, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, for those of you who are tuning in, you are interested to know more, you can go to Amy's website to find out more about what she's doing, what she can help, how what she can help you with and how you can overcome your um i would say your shyness on the camera and all this other stuff right okay you can you can check out in the uh caption as well and i'll go to amy scrubs uh amy scrubs.com for for that mm -hmm. um all the information it's all there all right and and i would like to ask you right you know being on camera and meeting someone offline can be a little bit scary for people especially like introverts okay yes. so um what what are the steps that they can do in order to leave a great first impression especially those who have uh you know social anxiety and and probably they are pretty much shy and introverted well the first thing to remember is that everyone is always uncomfortable or nervous everyone it's human nature so what you're feeling the other person is probably feeling as well and when we break that down and realize there's that commonality, I'm nervous meeting new people and I'm an extrovert and I do this for a living. We all have that different level of insecurity where we worry about how we're representing. So if we can even that out, that right there takes it down a couple notches. The other way to take it down is remembering, well, why is it I'm here? What is it I would like to accomplish? Well, gosh, I really am trying to promote my business or meet new friends or this is an organization I really want to be involved in. Okay, then this is worth me stepping out of this, what I, what people call comfort zones. But are you really comfortable? Because you already have the anxiety anyways, even in your so-called comfort zone. So you might as well step out and be uncomfortable with something that's going to give you a result that's going to change your impression of what you thought wasn't comfortable. Maybe it will be. And every new success step will allow you to remember, oh, yeah, that's right. Last time that went really well. And I met somebody really nice. And I had a great conversation. And I made a new connection. I'm going to be comfortable again this time. And it's taking those action steps, remembering why you're doing it, carrying yourself, take a deep breath. And remember, we all feel that way. It really levels it out. Okay. Well, love it. I, I agree with you that you know we have to come out of that comfort zone especially if let's say you know we are introverted and we are shy and we do not want to you know make, mingle with so many other people we can find someone that that is like um 
really I would say somebody that we find comfortable with and mm -hmm. then we can go yes. and have a chit chat and we can open and what what kind of openers would, would you say we can actually use if let's say you know we find that oh we finally found that somebody that is really somebody that we think we can actually have a conversation with do you have any examples of openers that we can use i love my mentor who teaches this exact phrase and it's so great be more interested than interesting. So anytime we can take the time and connect and ask somebody about them, their platform, their business, their message, their family, anything that's going to engage them to share is going to initially soften and open up that conversation. Be more interested and then allow them to ask you questions. It makes real, genuine, instant um, credibility and camaraderie. Mm. Well, wow, I agree with you. I, I really love that that phrase that you said, and that is to be interested rather than be interesting. Yes. Uh, you have to be interested in their, their story, their, whatever they have yeah. to share, and they're just like how I'm really interested to know more about you. So yes. that's where, you know. And real active them. listening. Actually listen yes. what the person's saying. Don't listen to respond, but listen to hear and understand. Then you're going to really step out of yourself and he maybe learn something new from someone else. Mm, I agree. Wow, love it, love it. And um, Amy, I would like to ask you, right, you know, earlier we were talking about how we have to be a media pro and how we can actually share our message out, right? So... Can you share with us, like, what can we do in order to powerfully share our message to a world with the attention span of a goldfish? <laughs> well, first of all, what we're doing right now is a great example, putting ourselves out there and being on great shows like this. What a fun way to do this, right? Mm -hmm. And the second thing is the self-awareness of how you're representing. Again, if I was scowling or I was just sitting without energy and leaned back, then probably not going to keep that audience very long. They're going to tune out. And so finding what are ways that I can be magnetic, you know, I'll, I'll make you laugh before COVID, my slogan was to be contagious, not competitive. And then I had to change that. <laughs> so now I say, and it was on all my email signatures. That was my slogan as a coach, be contagious, not competitive. And COVID changed mm -hmm. that for me. So now I say, be magnetic not competitive. Uh, Figure out where is your magnetism? Everybody has their little superpower, their magnetism. It's in there. Find yours right. and use that to endear to people. It works. Hmm. Okay. Oh, nice. Wow. And just now you were saying that, you know, we have to find out uh, what's our, how, how we can actually be, uh, you know, magnetizing people. How can we be contagious? But what, 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 can we actually do in order to actually find that, you know, magnetism in, in us? Sometimes it might help an individual to do that through storytelling. Maybe you have great mm. examples or some wonderful um, heartfelt or funny or engaging stories. So instead of worrying about like, oh, am I sharing the right message? Use examples. People can relate. They can put themselves in shoes of a powerful story. So what would be your top stories that really relays what it is you're there to talk about and to speak about? So using storytelling, again, don't tell all the ingredients, get to the point, <laughs> but say, well, I can share this story maybe that person's going to relate to me now there's connection now it's mm. a kind of an awe-inspiring moment because they can see themselves in that story or someone they know in that story so if you're having a hard time figuring out how you can make yourself magnetic storytelling 
it's a beautiful, wonderful way to make a great impression. Mm, right, I agree with you, and especially everyone's stories are different. Like mm -hmm. yours is different from mine, and and etc. So yeah, I, I agree with you, and and this is how we can captivate our audience with storytelling, and I I love it. I love I love this, and uh, I'd like to ask you, right? You know, those who are tuning in right now might have been laid off uh, by Google or or you know by so many tech companies these days, or even they they are, they are at stuck at the work at the job that they do not really like. Um, so what's your advice for the audience who's tuning in right now on never giving up the pursuit mm -hmm. of their dreams? Yes, taking a look at the tools that you already have. What experiences have you had in those past jobs, whether it's a lot of jobs or just that one? What did I learn that I was really great at? What was that thing that I helped my other colleagues in the job? What was that one thing that I maybe learned in marketing? What tools did I learn and how can I take that to go accomplish it even more so in the next opportunity? What, was the, what were some of those greatest skills? For me, I see everything that I do now as this giant toolbox. And I can tell you where that screwdriver went in and where that wrench went in. And, oh, I got this tool at this job. And I learned this tool with this experience. And I look at it as like a giant box of tools. Everybody has their tools. Not everybody is at the point like me at 50. My toolbox is a little bigger. <laughs> if you're younger, your toolbox may be a starter kit, but that's okay. You have tools in there identify what tools those are and use those to go find more opportunities using those tools. And guess what? Now you're going to create more tools. Nice. Yeah. I, I love it. I mean, you know, everyone has our own tools, our own strengths. Yeah. So we got to double up, double down on the strengths and, and, you know, make sure that we are able to find that, that job or that client that we can actually serve. And wow, I love it. But what, what if, Okay, Amy, what if the person will be thinking that, hey, I have these tools, guy A, Mary, um, probably this this person also has the same tools as me. And we and I do not have like the the certificate to, to the educational certificate to, yes. to uh you know to help me out on that. So what can what what would you advise them if let's say they were thinking of this, they are having this kind of thoughts? Ask for it, ask for it, ask for it. A lot of opportunities are missed because we don't ask. That first big show that I landed when I started touring after losing my sales job is because mm -hmm. I walked in, shook their hand, and asked for it. And mm. they, when they called me two months later to tell me I had that, he, that they were booking me for that huge show, they said it was because I was tenacious and I asked for it. They were looking at other artists to do that show because I wanted it more and I had the courage to claim it and ask for it. I got the job. Sometimes right. it takes just that to tip you over that point. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the power always lies in the person who asks first. Yes. And and yeah, I agree. Wow. Yes. And yeah, I read I read on on that chapter where uh, the the uh, the company actually said that hey, go look for her. She's the very she's known for her tenacity. I was like, oh yes, yes. <laughs> tenacity is something that you need, especially yes. in this in this uh, day and age when you know 
COVID virus has, has affected so many people. And also at the same time, not just that, uh, you know, tech companies, like I mentioned earlier, has been laying people off and you need mm -hmm. tenacity in order to land yourself the next job or create that business that you've always wanted to, to do. And um, as we are coming to the end of the podcast, I have one last question for you, Amy. And, and that is this. I imagine this. You suddenly lose everything, your money, your reputation. So what would you do from day one to day 30 to save yourself? I would open the toolbox and then I would put together a plan and say, what can I do right now? What can I do a month from now, three months from now? What can I do today with the tools that I have? What phone calls can I make? Who's in my network? Who can I trust? And reach out to all of them. What I'm not going to do is sit silent and sit and wait for something to just come to me. I'm going to say, what can I do to start over? And I have lived that story. I have lived that chapter that you just described. Everything. And I started over and I asked for it. And here I sit today. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. Thank you so much for so many valuable golden nuggets that you have dropped on our podcast. And also at the same time, thank you for everyone who's tuning in from around the world. Um, really appreciate you guys for tuning in right now um, to listen to this amazing lady with very powerful message for all of you, especially, you know, in 2023, you guys want to do something, want to wanna create your own business and all this other stuff this episode is for you guys well with that uh, i would like to thank amy once again for you know being on the podcast and i would like to wish everyone a great week ahead and stay tuned for the next episode of the legacy show all right take care and bye-bye Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of The Regacy Show. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has brought you to an epiphany where you realize that this is where you want to go and this is what you want to do. So I hope you will continue to support and also at the same time, like, comment and share this episode out to your people to your family, your friends, and not forgetting that we have just created a Telegram group. It's called the Regacy Show Family. So you can go and check it out and let us know how you find this group is serving you. All right. So with that, I would like to thank you once again. See you and stay tuned for another episode of the Regacy Show.